It's Aggies versus Gators at Kyle Field on Saturday. We're going to talk about all that on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And this episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On. That's two words, Locked On, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Tomorrow, Saturday, the Fighting Texas Aggies will take on the Florida Gators at Kyle Field. This is the story, a matchup between two teams that have certainly not lived up to expectations this year, lived up to hopes this year, especially those that were held early in the season. But two teams that stand sort of at a crossroads and two teams in different places as programs, but in the same spot in the season. A&M's in year five under Jimbo Fisher. The expectation is things should be better by now. You should not be three and five in year five of a program build if you are going in the direction that you say you believe you're going or that you want to be going. When you hand out a blank national championship trophy when you hire a head coach, you don't plan on year five holding a three and five record and a one and four record in the conference. But that's where AM is. Now, Florida, on the other hand, is in year one with a brand new head coach, and they're sitting with a four and four record, one and four in the conference. They've got a big win in week one against Utah. Quarterback Anthony Richardson looked like he was going to win the Heisman Trophy. And it's really been sort of all downhill from there from Florida. These teams are similar in a lot of ways in terms of what they've done this season. But they're not going The match between the Gators and the Aggies this week is going to come down to what the A&M defense is able to do against Florida on the ground. <clears throat> now, that's taking into account the fact that really it always comes back to what the quarterbacks do and what Connor Wigman does as the Aggie starter in his second start. Is he able to back up what he did against Ole Miss with another great game? Or does he come back to earth and does he look more like what Haynes King and Max Johnson looked like? or? does the offense look more like what it looked like with Haynes King and Max Johnson running it? Because Connor Wigman's a significantly different player from both of those other guys at quarterback. We've talked about that a lot. But does the offense dial back down to where it was with Haynes King and Max Johnson under center and fail to sort of continue to take the next exciting step? That is really the one hope that A&M fans are kind of tied to at this point in the season. Here as we sit in, you know, 
the first week of November with just a few games left to play. But on the ground, the Florida Gators have three guys on their team, three players that average over six yards per rush attempt. They really have more than that, but the other guys, there's a couple of guys that just have a couple of carries that have a couple of big plays. But there are three guys with over 60 carries who average over six yards per carry and who each have four or more rushing touchdowns. And that's Montreal Johnson. He's sort of the lead running back. He's got the most attempts, 70 attempts, 449 yards, and seven touchdowns. Their second leading rusher is the quarterback, Anthony Richardson, that we talked about earlier. 67 attempts, 410 yards, and six touchdowns. Now, they also have Trevor Etienne, last name you'll probably recognize. Brother, I believe it was, played at Clemson, is now in the NFL. Travis Etienne, little brother Trevor, 65 carries for the Gators this year, 388 yards, six yards a carry, and four touchdowns. Now, we all are old enough to remember one week ago when the Aggies allowed 390 yards on the ground to Ole Miss. And if that A&M defense shows up against Florida, it will be a very similar story to what happened against Ole Miss. Regardless of what Connor Wigman and the offense do, Florida will be able to keep that offense off the field, and all it will take is a couple of stops from the Florida defense and Florida will find a way to win. But if A&M stiffens up against the run, which frankly they have not been very good at all year, as they average 4.8 yards a carry against them. I mean, teams are running the ball on average against A&M 43 times a game. 40. 43 times for 206 yards per game. Now, granted, some a lot of that is skewed pretty heavily by giving up 390 yards in one game. But the level of run defense they've played over the last few weeks is just completely, it's unacceptable in the way that it it's never going to get the job done to be the kind of team or the kind of program, the kind of defense that Jimbo Fisher hired DJ Durkin to be. They're dealing with tons of injuries. They're dealing with some illness running through the program right now. They're dealing with all kinds of adversity. But if this young group of players, and they are very young, if this young group of players is going to grow into the group that we all hope they can be, that can put together a conference championship, national championship type run over the course of the next couple of years with these few recruiting classes stacked on top of one another and a really high-level quarterback and what we think Connor Wigman is. If if they're going to become that kind of group, they've got to bow their neck and show it this week against Florida. And to me, that is really – that's the key to the game once you get outside the obvious conversation of if Connor Wigman doesn't play well, none of this stuff really matters because AM won't score enough points and they will lose. 
as they have so many times this year up until last week when the problem wasn't that they couldn't score or couldn't move the ball as they scored 28 points and scored over 25 points for the first time in a full year against an an FBS opponent. If they can't stop the run, the offensive stuff won't matter because Florida will control the game. They're good enough on the ground as an offense to control the game and to take the Aggies out of their game. We're going to talk about the Aggies on offense a little bit more. But first, as I mentioned before, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season or any other sports season for that matter. It's so easy to get started and it's extremely easy to play while you're watching your favorite team play. You just go to the Underdog website or the Underdog app on your phone, create an account, and go to the Pick'em game and look at the Pick'em choices for the Aggies or for any team that week. For example, I took Justin Verlander to strike out more than six Phillies on Thursday night in the World Series. He didn't get there. He struck out six, didn't go over six. But that's how easy it is. It's not you against somebody else. It's you against the total. You just, it's available in over 30 states. You just pick a couple of players, two to five players across different sports or across any team, not just the Aggies, like I said. Decide if they'll finish higher higher or lower than their total. It's one of the easiest to play fantasy games out there and you can win cold hard cash in just a single game. You sign up with promo code locked on, that's one word, and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to Underdog Fantasy or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on in one word, and get in on the college football pick'em action today. When the Aggies have the ball, everybody's eyes are going to be on Connor Wigman, as they should be. And everybody's eyes should also be on this Aggies offensive line. And the reason is, is that the Gators have not been specifically proficient at rushing the passer on the season. And... They just dismissed from their program Brenton Cox, who has been one of, if not their absolute best, pass rusher. Amari Bernie has more sacks, but he's a sort of a linebacker, defensive back, hybrid type guy. Their best upfront player against the pass was Brenton Cox, and he just got dismissed. The rumors that you hear about why he got dismissed are um, worthy of the dismissal, probably. But either way, this offensive line has to be able to hold up better in pass protection this week against Florida than it has in prior weeks. If they hold up in pass protection for the first time all year, I have extreme confidence in the quarterback's ability to find guys and deliver the ball on time. I haven't been able to say that for. 10 weeks. But here we are, 
the Aggies have a quarterback that has shown you the ability to go out and make plays. And if your offensive line protects him, you have all sorts of faith, belief, all that in his ability to do that. And he's really shown that to you over a couple of weeks because of the second half or the, really the fourth quarter of the South Carolina game. When he came in, they moved the ball a little bit. They were able to get within – they were able to have an opportunity to come from two scores behind and have a play at the end of the game with a chance, however small that chance was, on the Hail Mary attempts. They had two attempts to try to throw a Hail Mary to win the game at the end of the game. Um, that's notable for them to be able to do that. So that's a game plus that you have from Connor Wigman in terms of showing his ability to go out and make plays. Can he do it again as the starter? Can he match what he did, even if he doesn't match the performance that he put together against Ole Miss? That was that was one of those games that, I mean, 70-something percent completion rate, 338 yards and four touchdowns is – if he does that on a regular basis, he's winning a Heisman Trophy and A&M is winning a national championship or two in the next in the course of the next couple of years. Because that level of quarterback play is what elevates a program the way that Hendon Hooker has elevated the Tennessee program or that Bryce Young has carried this Alabama program for the last couple of years or the way Quinn Ewers elevates the Texas team whenever he's playing versus when his backup's playing. So can he be that guy that does that? We'll find out. But we know that he can at least play at an acceptable level. And if the offensive line can protect him, do we get some consistency? Some week over week, we started to see it a little bit from Evan Stewart. And this has been really encouraging from Evan Stewart over the course of the last few weeks is the way that his games have started to stack is there was a lot of up and down with Evan Stewart early in the season. But if we look at since the Mississippi State game, Evan Stewart, five catches, 56 yards. Alabama, eight catches, 106 yards. South Carolina, six for 87. Mississippi, Ole Miss, six for 88 and a touchdown. That's three games of really, really high-level production. If he does 90 yards and a touchdown every three weeks, he's at close to 1,000 yards or a little over 1,000 yards and four, five, six touchdowns in a season. That's a great place for a college wide receiver to be, especially when you consider the fact that there's upside there to go for more because there are additional targets there and some of these plays he's going to make and it's going to be notable. But if you can get that consistency to continue, if he can carry that now into the Florida game, and if Moose Muhammad can carry his performances from the last few weeks into this Florida game, then they've got an opportunity to go out and score points if the offensive line can hold up in pass protection. Now, if this, if this Florida Gators defense is able to put pressure on Connor Wigman and slow down Devon A. Chain without, without 
completely selling out to do so. And by what by that, what I mean is without throwing a bunch of extra blitzers and rushers and things like that, guys in the box to stop the run and the pass, then if they can do that, it will give it will give the AM offense the ability to execute and the ability to move the ball the way they need to. In terms of predictions for the game, in terms of how I think the game will play out, one of the things we've seen over the last few weeks is that this AM team fights and scraps and claws no matter what the game script is, no matter how the game is going, they don't stop playing. And as a result of that, we've seen them be in situations like the two-yard line with one play to go with three seconds left on first and two with a chance to win the game against Alabama. Or a backup quarterback, Connor Wigman, in the game as a true freshman in his first action driving down the field to kick a field goal and then getting a stop and being in position then to be able to take the attempt at the Hail Mary. We've seen them be within three points of Ole Miss with opportunities to go down and score and win. We've seen them be in these situations and they just haven't been able to execute on offense and Jimbo Fisher talked about that a little bit this week about how just in some of the highest leverage moments in some of the biggest, most important key moments, they haven't been super consistent in their execution. And part of that is being young, right? Like you're playing these situations where some of the guys you're playing are three, four years younger than the guys they're playing against. And they don't have the experience to have the calm to know what to do in all of these specific situations. And it means that they're going to come up short and they're going to come up short. I think this is the game where that narrative changes. I think with a couple minutes left in the game, it's going to be 28 to 28. They're going to get the ball and they're going to have the opportunity to drive down the field with Connor Wigman at the helm, throwing the ball to Devon A. Chain and Evan Stewart and Moose Muhammad and Donovan Green and the other guys. And they're going to move the ball down the field in time to set up a Randy Bond game-winning field goal to win the game in regulation. I think the Aggies win 31-28. to It's going to be a tough game. I think there's going to be some times where Connor Wigman looks like the next coming at quarterback. And there will be some times where things slow down a little bit offensively. Sort of like what happened against Ole Miss. I also think there will be some times where this A&M defense struggles with the Florida running game. And as a result, Florida is able to put some drives together and score some points. But I think ultimately, when we get to the end of the game, the ball is going to be in Connor Wigman's hands with a chance to make a play to go win the game. And he's going to do it. And he's going to put him in position. And Randy Bond's going to make the field goal. And the Aggies will win 31 to 28. That's my prediction for the game. That's what I said on our crossover episode with Locked On Florida, with Locked On Gators. I'm sticking with it. It's going to be a really great game. We'll review all of it right here on Locked On Aggies, and we will review it at Aggies Wire 
www.usatoday.com as well. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. That's going to be the show today. I'm your host, Joey Ike. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. Please make sure you make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app or on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And Locked On Aggies is, of course, available on YouTube. So please go check us out there. Locked On Aggies. Find us on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. We look forward to this game. We will see you guys for our review of the game as we start to get ready for the rest of the season.